Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Episode one, baby. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I've been solo parenting for the last couple of days because my husband is living his best life in Mexico for a wedding that I opted out of because traveling with a baby, especially to a place like Tulum that's not easily accessible, is just not in the cards for me right now. So I've just been relaxing, enjoying this solo time with Dictator. I've had a little stomach bug, so I haven't been working out and doing my usual things, which I'm excited to get back to this upcoming week. But other than that, life has been good. Dictator has two teeth. She said mama for the first time. Oh my gosh, cute. You didn't tell me that. She's like, mama, mama, mama. Finally, she, she knows who actually feeds her. <laughs> she did it twice on Valentine's Day, but she hasn't done it since. But oh my gosh, that's how so are you exciting. doing? What did you do last night? Wait, first I need to know how many times has Spencer golfed on this trip? Ugh, I don't think I don't think he's golfed at all because I don't know if Tulum has golf courses. But I asked him, I was like, how does it feel to have literally no responsibilities? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I keep setting my alarm. And then I'm like, wait, why am I setting my alarm? Or I keep getting up to do something. And then I'm like, wait, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, what does that feel like? I haven't felt that in the last seven and a half months. You know what it feels like is it feels like how I feel every day. Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> it's well, okay. Two things can be true at once. You know, you can yearn for your past life of having no response or limited responsibilities and then also love being a mom Mm -hmm. loving my baby totally and for the viewers at home who are just dying to know what i did last night um went to bandit kind of a 70s theme in the west village highly recommend and had some great cocktails there so our bartender was like kind of like he was like really like a chill guy so that was really inspiring to me and then we went to this small restaurant in the West Village that we literally walked in and just got a table immediately. It's like this classic Italian like spot, which I'd never heard of before, but it was so good and the service was wonderful. And being in New York City, one of the things that I really find frustrating is the lack of being able to go anywhere on a whim. Like if you want to go to a good restaurant, you have to have a reservation weeks in advance if you want to go to a really good restaurant you just set an alarm yeah resi notifications at the wazoo (sighs) my god so we were in west village and when my friend who lives in west village said we should just go here they'll absolutely have a table i was like this is my new spot so that was really fun and then on a when we went to a karaoke bar in the west village which didn't know existed this place was giving kind of like a um dungeon vibe but you got your own private karaoke room, super fun. We just sang all of the greats, including, you know, Complicated, um, what else? Why you gotta go and make things so complicated? Yeah. But yeah, then I cooked myself some french fries for breakfast, and now I'm here, feeling part great. part of a healthy, balanced diet. Yeah, you got it, you got it. So, Kate, do you wanna hop into our topics today, or is there anything else we wanna gab about you need to debrief about i don't think so i think that's all i have to say to get off your chest so today's topic is being single in your 20s Mm. 
or 30s or 40s or teens whenever in your in your stage of life and obviously we're both in completely different stages of life but we've both experienced singleness and what that's like and so I guess my first question would be for you Mary B oh yes and how do you find well first off do you like being single I love being single. And what it, what about being single do you love? So there are just so many fabulous things about being single that I enjoy, such as having my time be all about me, getting to decide exactly what I want to do and when. And for a little bit of context, I was in a relationship about a year or so ago. And it was a pretty serious relationship. And the breakup was tough. But... In, in I, went, I ended up going to therapy afterwards, which I recommend to everyone post-breakup because it was such just like a, so many tools now in my toolkit to you know make it through difficult times like that. And one thing that my therapist had said, because I was like, I was missing my ex, and she said, well, we always think about all of these wonderful things that happen in a relationship, all these good things that can come from it, but think about all the difficult times that happen in a relationship and how you aren't having to experience those things right now, and you can really just fill yourself up with all your desires, everything you want right now, and that perspective shift was so huge for me because... I realized this is a time where I can just really lean into myself and really discover that independence and all the joy that comes with singlehood. Yes, it is so true. And I can speak from being on the opposite end. That time where you can just be completely selfish is so special. I think a lot of people try to rush through this phase of life and they give themselves a timeline, especially women. I have Mm -hmm. to have a serious boyfriend by this age, married by this age, start having kids by this age. But what they don't think about is you're rushing through this 20s, this time that's so fun and so special that you get to just spend with your girlfriends, worry about yourself, focus on your work, or maybe going back to school, whatever that looks like for you. And once you have a serious partner, now you have this added responsibility of trying to make sure that your relationship is healthy you're giving them an attention and you know you're making sure that they're feeling loved and appreciated and I know Spencer and I wake up every morning and we're like what can I do for that other person and when you're single you only have to think what can I do for myself Mm -hmm. and that is so special and then you add a child into it and that's just a whole nother level of responsibility and so just being able to be completely selfish and do whatever you want is such a gift that I feel like a lot of people wish away and try to rush through just so that they can hit these timelines that they've set for themselves. Yeah and one thing I was thinking about myself that I want to be sure to talk about in this subject is I think it's important to realize that it's so natural. It's not necessarily for everyone. Relationships are not, but it's so natural to want to be in a relationship. Like that's part of being a human. And relationships are so beautiful, wonderful. Like the relation you can have with another person can really just take you to a whole nother like depth of like experience. And it's wonderful to be able to care and love for another person. So I never want to discount that. But I think that on the flip side, A single season is something that's so special and you can gain so much from it. I just want us 
to be able to like, reframe that like my therapist did for me. Because you totally grow in oh that God, season. Yes. And you'll be such a better girlfriend, wife going forward. I'm a, such a better girlfriend. I spend a lot of time alone because of my husband's hours. And I'm able to do that and appreciate that and enjoy that because of my time single and learning to love myself love being alone appreciating that time and being able to fill that time i hear so many questions from other wives whose husbands work a lot well what are you doing with your time well what did you do when you were single before Mm -hmm. it's basically the same you need to be able to be alone and enjoy that time it's so important so special that kind of segues into one of my questions for you kate oh Okay, I'm ready. Okay, as I'm a nervous. as a married woman, what what do you think that? Um, oh wait, hold on. Oh yeah, how do you think that having a single season helped you in your current relationship? Well, basically, I think that it one taught me how to be alone. It taught me to be fiercely independent, which meant that. I never felt this desire to rely on a man emotionally, physically, financially. I was completely self-sufficient, able to take care of myself, paid all my own bills, ran my own apartment with no problem. And I think that was so important. I loved spending time alone. I was able to foster girlfriends, which are imperative Mm -hmm. in a healthy marriage, is to have good, close girlfriends. And you don't need many. I could count on one hand the number of close girlfriends I have. But... And even if they're, and some of them are not even in New York, but making sure I'm putting effort into those relationships is so important. And again, just being able to spend time alone and fill that time and not wish it away or waste it Mm. just because my husband is gone or my husband is working or he's traveling or he's playing golf or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like something too, I know I asked you this question, but... Not to make everything about me, but something that I feel like I will really take away from this season of singlehood is I have have made a, a conscious effort to cultivate confidence in myself, and that is something that confidence is not something – well, okay. This is, again, I feel like in this podcast – listeners if you're out there expect to see like a lot of differences between Kate and I because we're very different people we have similar values but we just are different people and I feel like Kate confidence comes like very naturally to her and it always has I have blind confidence and it has never come naturally to me like I've never had a natural confidence and so for anyone who out there who's like me Confidence is not something that you just wake up one day and you are suddenly like, oh, I wish I was confident today. Like, I'm going to be confident. You have to practice it. And the more you practice it, the more naturally it comes. And how you become confident is putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, such as being single, such as being alone, such as going to, like, get a drink alone. And being able to sit in this season and know that I am so happy with myself and doing things on my own, I think will bring like so much into my next relationship because I will have so much confidence that I didn't have in that last relationship, which made me a worse partner. And like, 
more needy. I, I completely agree because I've been like that in the past. Yeah. And it wasn't before I had a long stretch of singleness where I gained that same confidence. And because of that, you will be much less likely to settle. Because right. you'll be like, you know what? I was single before this and I was perfectly fine. I'm fine with going back to be single. I know I'm a great catch. I know I'm all that. I will find another man. I don't deserve this. I know I can do better than this. And you show people how to treat you. And if you know what you deserve after leaving a time of singlehood coming away with that time more confident, you will find yourself a better partner, which is so important Mm -hmm. in the long haul. It's so important that you really have a good solid foundation and a good partnership because life only gets more stressful. So like when you're dating if you're having a lot of issues and you're feeling like you're begging for the bare minimum, oh my gosh, 10, 20 years when you've got kids, you know, things aren't as great anymore. It's going to be not a good situation. So if you can learn that self-love and know that you deserve so much more when you're single, you will find and attract a partner that will appreciate that side of you so much more. Yeah, for sure. And so I feel like we've been talking a lot about like how this season just like gives you all of these things. But I really do think that, I mean, I think a lot of it can come just as a part of being single, but I also think a lot of it, and I think I touch on this a little bit, but you have to be very intentional about how you are like working towards being that like person. So, okay, another question. How specifically do you think you can build that confidence, those skills during a single season? You have to have good girlfriends. I know I've already said this, but something that really helped me develop was having another really close girlfriend that was also single at the time. And so we had each other, especially because at this time I was living in Chicago and in the Midwest, people settle down fairly quickly and fairly early on. And there's this whole push for when we were in college ring by spring where the whole goal is to get engaged before your senior year and then you just get married right away and obviously that was not my reality or my friend's reality and so we were just together and we mourned our relationships together and we got through it together and then we came out and we just blossomed and we had so much fun but without that support it's really hard to go through it alone but it's not impossible if you're surrounded by friends who are in relationships it's not impossible for you to still gain that same confidence and you have to have positive self-talk I think that's huge I definitely go through periods where I'm so negative to myself and I'm like why would I do this to myself and why would I want this person to I I don't want to be that way for my daughter either I don't want to be modeling any of that behavior for my daughter. So when you think about that, think about long-term and what do you want to change within yourself so that you can be a better mom too, if that is your goal. I mean, so here's the thing is like you, I totally agree. I think like cultivating good girlfriendships are so like imperative, imperative just to like life happiness. But if you come out of a relationship and say, you aren't as lucky as Kate or I have been in our lives to have those like close female friendships. I think a lot of it, you can do these things on your own. It's about embracing exactly who you are. I think it's so, and I found this in myself in small ways and 
like when you are with someone, like you want to share their interests. So you can sometimes like fall into those similar things and sometimes for the good. Sometimes it's like, wait, that really wasn't me. I just like wanted to like be. Yeah, you kind of mold yourself to fit with that person. Yeah, and that's I think so natural. But I think coming back into like, okay, actually independently of anybody else, what do I enjoy? Really paying attention to those things and leaning into what actually brings you joy on the day-to-day basis. And I actually saw this, I swear I saw this on TikTok probably, a little like most of my generation just on the TikTok, <laughs> which fine at Kate Colshar on TikTok, <laughs> small plug. But when you notice that something brings you joy, like write it down and pay attention to what brings you joy and then try to repeat that in your life even if you are not doing it with anyone else by your side do it just to be with yourself and enjoy that activity and i think leaning into those moments of doing what you want to do alone is when you can really build that confidence yes go eat alone go travel alone as long as you're going to a place that's safe for women i like one of my biggest regrets is that i never took a solo trip Uh, that's on my bucket list i really wish that i would have done something like that i feel like i would have learned a lot about myself and i I think i also would have really enjoyed it because i don't always like being on someone else's itinerary i like to Mm -hmm. just be able to do my own thing so i highly recommend going on a solo trip if you're looking to find yourself and regain your confidence I think there's no better way yeah I think positive self-talk I know you touched on that too but that's such a huge one just like noticing really noticing your thoughts and when you hear that negative self-talk just re re re, like get rid of that and turn it around you know if you're not gonna love yourself like You have to be that first person to love yourself. I mean, you can still get into a relationship when you, I mean, nobody's perfect. Like you're never going to love yourself a hundred percent, but I actually listened to this podcast one time and like, literally I'm not going to be able to cite this. So don't quote me that said that one of like the top five most Googled things in the world is how do I love myself more? I think it's something that we all struggle with. And I think it's something we have to work on doing every single day. And besides like doing these confidence rituals, I think leaning into self-care is such a wonderful way to love yourself. And also, this is going to sound a little crazy, but I think it's so important to also forgive yourself and apologize to yourself too. Not just looking in the mirror and saying, you're hot. It's also being like, you know what, it's okay that last night you drank a little too much and no one got hurt and it's fine. I think that forget if, oh, I might've done this or said this to someone and I don't like that about myself. I don't like that. I did that. You can forgive yourself and know that you are still an amazing person and it doesn't take away from anything about you. Like say, say it's okay. Forgive yourself so that you can move on from anything that you're holding in the past. Yeah. And I think one thing that brings, Here's another little difference about Kate and I. Kate is very like in the medical field, science-y, and my major in college was in like the great books. So I was like a a like liberal arts major, and so I read a lot of books. And we didn't read this for my major, but I read it like in the last six months called East of Eden by John Steinbeck weird book but I do recommend it if you're looking for something that's not necessarily enjoyable but will make you think 
And something that really resonated with me that was a quote in that book um, is, it's like at the very end, is like, and now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. And I think about that like every day. Like I think for myself, I set such high standards for myself, but perfection is literally unattainable. Yes. So I think letting go, and I remind myself of this like all the time, like letting go of that perfectionist mindset and just saying like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to just be good is such a powerful, powerful thing. I love that. I think, yeah, should we move on to another question? So do you ever worry that you'll always be alone? Oh my God. Um, I guess sometimes, but I doubt myself. So I'm never really alone. So true. Um, okay. So in all seriousness, so this might like contradict some of the things that we've said. So just bear with me. But one of my good friends from college um, shared this um, quote, if you will, that her mom had said to her. And it really has stuck with me through like my whole, you know, ever since she told it to me like a few years ago. And her mom said to her, like, if you ever really want to be married, you will be. So there's a hundred, like, listen, if you listen to this <laughs> podcast, there's a hundred guys out there that you could marry in a second. Yeah. It's just, you have to have standards. That's right. what, that's, that's all it is. So whenever I like have that creeping, it's like a, what is, what are those called again? Intrusive, intrusive thought. Thoughts. Like, I'm not going to lie and say like, I haven't had that intrusive thought, but whenever I have that, I combat it with that quote. Cause I think there's so much truth to that. Like, if I really wanted to be married, like, in the next two years, like, I think I could find a guy that would marry me. Like, totally. But it's, it's just a matter of, like, finding someone that I actually want to spend my life with. And, like, for, like, all the difficulties that come with, you know, marriage and having children. So, yeah, I guess that would be my, my answer to that. Yeah, no need to rush if you yeah. don't need to and you don't need to. <laughs> Okay, so another question I have for you is what was your favorite part of being single? I think we maybe touched on that, but just being wild and free. I didn't have any responsibilities. I could leave and come home whenever I wanted. And like I could still do that, but I still owe that respect to my partner to text them, hey, I'm coming home, or hey, this is what I'm doing with my day. Like, that's just, like, bare minimum having mutual respect. Being able to just go out and do whatever I wanted, stay out as late as I wanted. Go to karaoke bars. Go to go to karaoke bars. <laughs> no, me, it was more like going to the back room at the club. But, uh, like, just being able to do things like that with just no responsibilities. Like I touched on in the beginning, it's so special. And it's easy to kind of sit in this season and wish to be out of it and wish to be in a relationship and there are a lot of amazing parts about being in a relationship but there are a lot of amazing parts about being single too so you have to just reframe your mind and change your perspective a little bit to be like wow this is so amazing there's a lot of amazing things that I have going on for me right now and just being able to go out with my girlfriends and have fun and flirt with guys. And I don't want to do that anymore. But like when I was in my 20s, I did want to do that. And it was so much fun. And I'm so happy I had that time and got that whole thing out of my system. Mm, 100%. I very much uh, resonate with that. Love that part about being single. 
I like feel so selfish even saying this, but my favorite part, again, not to be all about me, but is just like having like literally not a single burden. Like I, not that it should be a burden, no, and, but. And I think you, we shouldn't even have to make these disclaimers. I think two things can be true at once. I think I can love my husband more than anything else in the world, yeah. love my baby more than anything else in the world, but I can still really love and appreciate my time before them yeah and I guess like burden isn't the right word I guess responsibility is more of the right word like I on the one hand it's such a blessing to be able to wake up and like care for another person that's such a blessing but there's also so much like freedom and like stress-free life things that can come with not having that in your life and like Here's the thing is hopefully once I get married, it will be for life. So if you think about the time breakdown of that, it's like what what percentage of my life am I, am I actually going to be able to experience this level of zero responsibility? Not that high. So yeah, because if you think about it, so say I don't even know the average life expectancy, but let's say 100 years from now, okay? So if you get married when you're 35, that's 65 years you have with someone, making them your entire world. So that's a long time, you know? You don't need to rush into that. And that's another plug, I will say, for just people, like, looking, such as myself, for who you want to spend your life with. I think I held this, like, long notion of, like, I want to meet someone at this age so we can grow together. The timeline. And the, t- the timeline. And, We're um, anti-timeline here. I, I just, like, had that in my head. But, again, then taking into account, okay, like, you're not looking for someone to spend your 20s with. You're looking for someone to spend your life with. And if that person isn't up to, you know, compatibility of your entire life, but you enjoy it, you're like, oh, but we want to have this time in our 20s. Oh, man. Like, I'm not looking for my 20s. I'm looking for my 80s. Yeah, because life only gets harder and more stressful Mm -hmm. from here. This is the easiest time in your life. So you want someone who is a long hauler and yeah. who will ride with you through it all. Literal ride or die. Because you just don't, you don't even know the things that can come up in your life. Like Spencer and I talked extensively when I was pregnant. What if she is has some sort of disabilities, some sort mm-hmm. of handicaps? What if she has any sort of sickness? Things like that. Like those are things that are so hard on a relationship. And if mm-hmm. you're not with a person that you think can handle all that kind of stuff – it's your life is going to be so much harder and it's it's worth it to wait for someone that will be with you through all of those difficult times and and do it with as much joy as you possibly can totally i totally agree all right any more questions kate from your side for a little old me that's all i mean i was going to ask how you feel about your experience dating in new york city are you dating are you interested in dating or are we just enjoying this beautiful stage of life well i am enjoying this beautiful state of life but i also am kind of dating i like have literally been on one date in the last like few months is nice but it's just not compatible it's for sure get out there. um i'm definitely out there i'm talking to one man right now oh but what he yeah guys on the pod but breaking he, news he 
breaking news on the pod, but he is like not like in town right now, so I haven't gotten the chance to meet him, but he's actually very, very nice. So it's a little weird because I feel like when you meet someone, you can like really suss out their vibe, but oh, the vibes, the virtual vibes, guys, 10 out of 10 for the virtual vibes. Okay, we'll take it. And That's the first step. Yeah, across a lot of things on the list that I'm looking for. But the thing is, is I don't know if like any girls can resonate with this is when I'm so early and like a talking stage, I like don't like to like broadcast it because it can end so fast. Totally. So sometimes it's like not even worth bringing up. So if you guys never hear about this virtual line again, you'll know why. Just pretend it didn't exist. No, just pretend you never heard this. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely on the market. But I also am trying to be better about just trying to meet people in person because I mean I'm so vintage but trying to get (laughs) back into it so definitely on the market but as we said it's gonna have to take someone that really takes my life that I am so happy with right now as a single gal like to like sky high yeah that's Um, good it's good mentality to have thanks so what are you looking forward to doing to be a better you this week? Oh my gosh, great question. So Kate and I are going to Florida this week, um, going to visit our grandparents who have never met Dictator, so it should be really fun. Um, This week, I want to try to maintain a lot of the habits that I've formed, like eating well, like getting some exercise every day, stretching every day, like doing a little yoga. So that's my goal because sometimes I feel like when I go on vacation, I like get off my routines and then I wonder, why don't I feel super great right now? And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh wait, it's because I'm not eating well and I'm not moving my body. So I'm gonna really try to be mindful about that this week. Yes, completely agree. Especially since I haven't really worked out or moved my body much the last week, I'm looking forward to having good weather and getting outside for long walks less screen time is on my Mm. to-do list this week and reading more at night so we'll see if that actually happens i'm gonna bring the book the vanishing half and read that because it's been sitting on my bookcase that is just needs to be cracked open Mm. oh yeah for books content love talking about content I'm reading Mrs. Dalloway right now, and it's been a little bit of a slog, but it is a good book, so we can give our book recs of our yeah. reviews our next time on the pod. Book club with our mom is Pieces of L- Hope. Little Pieces little of Little Pieces of Hope, which is super cute. It's just like a feel-good book if you're looking for something to lift your mood. Highly recommend. Oh, I'm also have my first session with my therapist on Monday, Love. which is very exciting. I used to be... I used to think I was too good for therapy. I was like, I'm a nurse. Like, I'm supposed to be taking care of others. I don't need help. I'm very, I am very self-aware. So I'm really not sure what exactly she's going to be able to tell me. But my main goal with therapy, because I have struggled with, you know, postpartum anxiety. I've had generalized anxiety my entire life. But pretty bad working as a nurse and then really bad post-pregnancy. So... She's supposed to be good at helping with that. And my main goal is just to be able to be the best mom I can be. I don't want to pass on any of my issues to my daughter. Like, I'm not trying to be that mom. So I'm hoping starting now at, you know, she's almost eight months old. By the time she's really old enough to understand and absorb things, I'll be 
the best mom I can be. Yeah, and if you can't tell, here's another difference between Kate and I. I'm so into therapy. <laughs> I, like, am not in, in therapy right now, though, but the only reason is because I think I had, like, a really amazing therapist that has given me a lot of tools. Like, what I was going to say is, like, I feel like for, like, therapy, like, even if you are self-aware, like, there may be some tools that a therapist can give you that you just didn't know would have been helpful, and um, that is definitely something that... I got out of therapy and I like use those tools every single day to maximize my mental health. So we are at therapy. I'm going to speak for both of us. We are therapy supporters. Um, can I, is that okay, Kate? Yes, definitely. <laughs> absolutely. Anyone who needs, your brain is so important and you need to take care of it. Like if you're going to go out there and do a 12 step skin routine, you can go to therapy for a half an hour <laughs> well, every two weeks. Cause I know it's expensive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is so expensive, but we should do this on the pod. Like a, I think the brain body connection is so important. Like what you can do for your body to help your brain. We could do, I could do a whole app on that. Love that. Um, we'll yeah. add it to the list. Well, so for future episodes, we hope you enjoyed this one. Please like comment, subscribe. Um, to the Happiest Girls podcast. Follow at Kate Colshar on TikTok to and get on Instagram for all your best third wife and hair G content. Yeah. And um, for future episodes, we're going to be doing some Ask Me Anythings about the topic that we're going to do. So keep an eye out for that. And please write in. And another segment that we're going to be starting is writing in something good that happened to you or one achievement you had and we will share on the pod yes. so we're gonna get an email address up and running but that's gonna be coming down the pike we would love to just share how you are being a better you every week and keep growing a community of really amazing women living their best lives being the happiest girls all right everybody have a good rest of your monday and a great week and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye.